Hey, hey, what's up? It's Brady with the Phase 2 AVL team. You're about to listen to a podcast or recording that was titled under Broadway Music AVL, which was our old name. We're now Phase 2 AVL, just so you know, if you don't, so you don't get confused. Uh, we'll be Broadway Music AVL in this video or recording, but we are Phase 2 AVL from here on out. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode. I didn't buy an Adele CD, so I don't know how I ended up with it. You don't have to lie. And I don't know why I listened to it so much. It was like it was always in my in my CD player. No, just you know. What's up, everybody? This is uh, the second episode of the Broadway Music AVL podcast. Coming at you with some more questions that we uh, we answered questions as a company last time. Now we're gonna ask these guys questions. With me here, I have some of the coolest church tech dudes in the market. Seriously. Um, we're not just using them because we have access to them. We're using them because we really respect what these guys do. Um, from a heart perspective, from a church perspective, extreme excellence in everything they do. We're here at Sun Valley Community Church at Gilbert Campus. Um, and this is Nate. This is Josh. What are your guys' titles here? Uh, I'm the production director for our Gilbert Campus here. Yep. And I'm a central technical director. Dope. What would you say is the goal of audio, video, lighting production in a church? Yeah, I'll take that one. Good. So I think, uh, yeah, AVL, the whole goal is just to support the mission of the church and kind of the message they're trying to say. So definitely a, a support service to get behind the leadership and the people, yeah, so. saying the message, preach, preaching, um, leading in worship, really trying to, yeah, enhance that message they're trying to trying to say and yeah, spread the mission of the church. So from a technological place, pretty much, usually? Yes. You, what would you say? I'd really agree with that, yeah. Uh, just supporting kind of the advancement and pushing out the gospel to, you know, as far as it can reach and into the local community. Um, yeah. Still, I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, we agree with that, by the way. <laughs> um, and then, Nate, I'll start with you. What is your favorite out of audio and video and lighting and why? Uh, my favorite is audio for sure. Um, so kind of before I was ever involved in like the production world, I was a musician and just have been involved in music and playing music for uh, my whole life. And so music is very close to my heart. So uh, now kind of being on the, the other side of the snake to that and getting, getting to mix and uh, support uh, the worship team and um, the preaching and just through audio and excellence and audio is, uh, I absolutely love it. Love getting to mix live worship. Um, but yeah, love it. Other side of the snake. Yeah. Did you catch that? That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> the snake, yeah, yeah. That's, I didn't, I didn't come up with that. I, oh, I heard okay. it somewhere else. Oh, okay. Hey, you can take credit for it. We'll quote you. Um, and then Josh, what about you? Audio, video and lighting. What's your favorite of them? I'd say audio as audio, well. Really? Yeah. Copy. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. It's just cause he said it. Um, <laughs> no, I think, yeah, audio is the one that is going to, I would always say make or break the experience for people. Um, if it's, you know, sounds terrible, people are going to tune out pretty quickly. If even a video with bad audio, they're not going to want to watch very long. Sure. So yeah. uh, it's just higher stakes and, yeah, really doing it with excellence I think goes a long ways. That's interesting. So It's awesome. I feel like more people would say lighting or video because it's visual. Like, I feel yeah. like visual is all we care about. You know, like, I feel like that was make the iPhone look really dope or clothing. Like, it's crazy. That you, and I've, that's not the first time I've heard that from people that I would have expected to say maybe something else. But that's really cool. I love audio, too. Yeah, video without audio is just a silent film. So. It's true, which yeah. no one wants to see that anyways. <laughs> so that's would, a good point. Yeah, I guess I would kind of add this. I've kind of used this before in, like, in talking to, like, other maybe volunteer, like, audio engineers. Like, 
like in the book of Romans, I think it's Romans chapter 10, like it says like faith comes by hearing. Mm. And so like, and that's hearing the word of God. And so like yeah. as audio engineers, like we are facilitating people hearing like wow. the gospel. Yeah. And so, when I've heard people say the kingdom of God is voice activated. I've heard a couple of pastors <laughs> that I think say that. So does that mean you'd also rather be blind than deaf? If you like audio engineers. <laughs> you consider that? Oh man. I no, that's, blind, no that's a different question. Yeah, I'd want to be able to see. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I think it's just me, guys. It's just me. I'll take the unpopular <laughs> opinion on that one. Um, <laughs> how much money and attention should a church put into ABO? And let me let me hit this one with a little more context. Is it like a percentage of your church's income according to what you guys think? Is it something they should pray about? And is this even an answerable question? How much money and attention a church should put into audio video lighting? Yeah, I'd say that. It's a, definitely a conversation. So a lot of people need to be involved. Depends on the size of the church and kind of the structure of the church. I think you know, you've got churches under 100. You've got churches over 10,000. It's kind of all over the map. So I think, yeah, depending on your values, what you guys are trying to do, and kind of just the structure of your church, I think that all kind of factors into it. So. <laughs> Just pops, just yells into the podcast. Yeah, again, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. If you're trying to reach outside your walls, if you're a video teaching church, if you're maybe even just in a big room, right? So yeah. Big room, you got to be able to see the screen. You would need video, otherwise you might not need it. So I think it really depends on a lot of factors. Contextual per yeah. church. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. What do you think? I would agree wholeheartedly with that. I think, you know, as in all things, like church leadership, like prayerfully, that should be considered. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. any, any <laughs> decisions, that, yeah, it shouldn't yeah. just be like an arbitrary like yeah. a number or percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't been considered, you know, through prayer and you know, and wise counsel, and you know. Um, but yeah, I think it all comes down to like the what is the mission of the church, and um, how do you want to accomplish that? Is it is it through you know uh, you know sending video to multiple campuses? Is it is it one location? Uh, are you going to have like a, a massive online presence or not? You know, all those things are great. You want to do them or not do them, but yeah. it just depends on, on how you want to push out your, your mission and, and reach people with the gospel. Yeah, that's dope. So you're saying Paul never wrote that the audio had to be at 93.758 decibels or else someone's getting fired? <laughs> it might be in there. <laughs> it might be in there somewhere. Second, I think it's in the footnotes in one of those. <laughs> um, what is an actual story or testimonial of how the AVL has come through at your church in a service or in anything, I guess? Yeah, I have a, I have a COVID example. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously, like all other churches right now, have stopped gathering. So mm-hmm. a lot, you know, nobody on, on campus at all. So Yeah, if you're watching this in the future, it's quarantine time, 2020, oh, yeah. where the whole COVID-19 thing. So just in case you're, you know, tuning into this. 14 years from now, but <laughs> so no, no. pretty much all we have right now, is, you know, in terms of people viewing a service is it's all audio visual. Yeah. So I think just using our Easter service as an example, we had 93 people say yes to Jesus on the other side of a, a screen or a display. Wow. I think that's incredible that it's hard for me to wrap my head around, but it's crazy that the reach you're able to have with it. So I think it makes it all yeah, worth the investment worth the attention to detail and excellence yeah. when you're seeing life change like that. Cool. If you got anything to, you can put in whatever. Yeah, I've got one. Um, it was a couple years ago I had um, just uh, a couple that came to our church and 
I think it was for you know like upcoming Easter service. They uh, the husband invited like his his brother who was uh, atheist or you know just not not a, a Jesus follower. Um, didn't really want anything to do with church, and, but ended up coming for Easter. And um, you know our Easter services would be kind of a little little bigger and some more kind of you know fun light stuff, audio stuff, you know because it's Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, my friend came up to me afterwards. He was like, hey, like, just thank you for what you do. Like, my brother, who's like, hasn't been to church in, you know, probably at least five years and doesn't want anything to do with God, like, was just kind of taken back and wow. about just the presentation inside the room and, and asked to come back again. Wow. Um, and I think ended up coming back again and, and gave his heart to the Lord. Dang. Um, and was it was it the the AVL stuff that that made him make that decision? No, sure. But it kind of just like caught his attention, sure. uh, and and then kind of set the stage for God to do the work. Wow, uh, you know, down the road. So that's awesome. The excellence spoke to him. Like yeah. he loved that. That's yeah. awesome. That's super cool. I dig that. Um, <laughs> this is a fun one. How do you handle the elderly folk who approach and say it's way too loud, it's too flashy and bright when your church vision includes being loud or flashy or bright? And Nate's going to take this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in, in the moment when I've had people say that uh, to me, like if I'm behind the desk mis- you know, mixing, um, I'm always, I'm never like, you know, mean or, you know, like that would, that would never be my heart to be dismissive or mean, um, or to not care. Cause that's, that's a person, that's someone who God loves and a part of our church is, is there. And so, yeah. um, I think in the moment it would just be to be like, Hey, you know what, let me see what I can do, you know, and, and just try and be accommodating in the moment. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go and, and turn it down to right, right, right. Mm-hmm. but, um, just to try and be as accommodating as possible sure. in the moment. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. But stick to your values is yeah. what your church wants. Because I feel like Absolutely. we've seen churches that are like, the, it's always a pacemaker is what I hear about. Like the subs are setting their pacemaker off. <laughs> yeah. Like I, <laughs> it's kind of a dangerous situation at that point, you know? Yeah. So that's a little bit of an extreme example, but I like that. I mean, I think you don't, you don't go change exactly who you are at all times just yeah. to cater to someone else because someone's always going to not like what you're doing. And when your church is this big, that person is likely to come by likely that one of your people is going to be one of those people. Yeah. And I think kind of what he was saying is, you know, obviously anyone who's here has, has value and we're excited that they're here. So I think in the moment it's tough to do anything about it because of what we're doing. But a lot of times going back and being able to have that conversation, sometimes you don't get the opportunity, but sometimes you're able to go back and talk with them and say, Hey, you know, let's let's discuss it a little bit. And sometimes they just want to be they just want to be heard, and they yeah. want to be able to kind of sort through it a little bit. Yeah. And you can kind of explain, hey, there's, you know, there isn't any hearing damage, any hearing damaging happen happening. Yeah. And you know, the there's these other sections of the room that the lights might not be as bright, or the subs might not be as loud. That yeah. you know, can kind of help accommodate them just based on the space. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's such a conversational thing. Yeah. Do they ever like not agree at any point? And it's oh, just yeah. like, oh, well, <laughs> like they do what they just leave at that point or do they come begrudgingly and you don't talk to them or like, how does that usually go down if they're that adamant about it? Yeah. Some bring earplugs. Some um, will just step out in the lobby to watch during, you know, the worship portion. There's yeah. kind of all have different reactions and <laughs> go to the nursing room, the baby room. Yeah. They, <laughs> As a man, it's a tough one. Though. <laughs> 
not a bad idea. Just put a separator in there. That's all. Um, no, that's really good. What uh, what advice would you give to smaller churches with less money looking to better serve their community through AVL production? Maybe if they don't have a limited budget or a high budget. Yeah, my biggest thing would be just to prioritize whatever's really needed the most for what they're trying to accomplish. I think mm-hmm. it's easy to see a lot of toys and a lot of things you could go and get and you might think you need, but really focusing on, okay, what are the what's going to serve the people of the church the best and the people that you're trying to reach the best. And sometimes it's a big flashy thing and sometimes it's really not, Mm. but just, yeah, really prioritizing what you need first and starting there. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't, you know, there's ways to do a lot of things that you don't need a lot of money for it. Yeah. Yeah. We agree with that. Yeah. I think like figuring out what you're trying to accomplish and, and determining exactly what you need for that. I think, um, and I've I've learned this the hard way in production and tech stuff is that like I think cheap is uh, oftentimes more expensive in the long run and so like that's that's advice that I would give of um, if you're trying to go like flashy and just get a bunch of stuff that you think you need um, but you're gonna buy a bunch of like cheap stuff yeah. in order to get there uh, it might not be the best decision in the long run because you'll have to replace things and so I'd I would rather buy like you know higher quality or you know well-made pieces of gear that accomplishes the mission than try and go extravagant with a bunch of cheap stuff. That breaks. Yeah, that breaks. 1047, 17 minutes into your service. Yeah, <laughs> buy once, cry once. <laughs> I'll steal that for sure. That's, that's, not, mine, that's, cry once, that's not mine either. <laughs> well, it was Nate that came up with that saying just now off the top of his head. Let's all give a shout out for that. Trademark. Um, <laughs> that was actually mine. I was going to bounce off the script and go into that like quality versus quantity yeah. and like I've had experience with youth, pa- youth pastors who are like literally told me I went to cheaplights.com and found some pars for like yeah. 30 bucks I'm like sweet and, and he literally a year <laughs> later he bought 10 three are dead already a year later yeah. for no reason other than cheaplights.com like should should raise a red flag they're gonna die on you are. they're probably not like rated they're gonna cause a fire yeah. possibly and they're gonna have like RF interference. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be horrible. yeah. It's gonna. That's what basically what happened. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't start a fire. And uh, well, that's that's such an interesting. We, we're so big on that. So I'm gonna take a quick minute on that because I feel I feel like people do always complain and want to go with the you know like, we always throw black magic under the bus. Black magic. We're sorry. <laughs> okay, we're sorry. It's just we've seen a lot of examples of them going you know failing, but the price is so low compared to other things. You know, their switcher, just general purpose, is like 400 bucks, and then the next tier up, the Roland or whatever, is like 1000 bucks. That's like less than half the price. You know, yeah. their, their HDI to SDMI, or SDI to HDMI is 50 bucks. Decimators yeah. is 100. Yeah. So it's like literally half the price on so many things, and churches go, wow, half the price. And they market it yeah. so well. And while we agree there's a place for them, depending maybe on what Blackmagic product it is or whatever the budget is. Maybe if that's all you can truly afford and it's breaking an arm and a leg to get there, maybe. But, like, what's your take on that whole just continue this whole quality versus quantity thing? Because there are just so many pastors out there who are like, it's way cheaper. Oh, yeah. my goodness. We can do so much with this. Yeah. When you spend less money on something, it's either going to last a little less time or you're going to have your technical director or your worship pastor, whoever's handling the tech, they're going to be spending more time and resources to fix or troubleshoot or work on that. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, when you're sitting there looking at the the budget, you'd also want to 
pay attention to, okay, where do I want my technical director or my worship leader's focus to be? Mm. And usually it's not on equipment and gear. They want it to be on what they're trying to do and who they're trying to reach. So sometimes that's easily worth, you know, making that more expensive decision. Yeah. Just to kind of value time differently and really let them focus on what's what truly matters instead of, you know, saving 50 bucks. Right, right. You know, in in this conversation of, you know, buy once, cry once, is it better to kind of spend a little bit more? In in a project, I was I needed you know the SDI to HDMI converter, so I bought some some Blackmagic ones, and just out of the box, they didn't pass audio. Um, Straight away, just didn't just didn't work, uh, and they were like fifty bucks a piece. But then in talking with with Broadway, and um, you guys rec- recommended the Decimator MDLX, fifty dollars more a box, but I went with those, and they still all work. Yeah. But that was through co- consulting you guys. Yeah, gotcha. So. Well, and at, at fifty bucks versus hundred is different than. A thousand versus three thousand, but yeah, yeah just buy decimators. Just yeah, yes, the other day, we're decimator sponsored. We need to get we need to get them. You should, should be, and then if you can convince them to make them black instead, yeah, of red. I mean, we talked to them about that. They were like, "Oh, it stands out." I'm like, <laughs> You're like "Yeah, I don't want it to." Stand Nobody out. wants it Nobody to stand in this out. business <laughs> wants it to stand out. <laughs> Engine stand out. The quality stands out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's really interesting. Um, it's just story after story we've heard about that, and so. Um, what are your thoughts on volunteers versus paid staff in a church? Now, for context, to my knowledge, Sun Valley is very much more open to paying people than not. I know a lot of you guys, the sound guides are paid. Um, you contract musicians sometimes. Um, you guys are obviously paid. And not every church can do that because of budget limitations and everything. But, you know, maybe it, when is it right or wrong to have volunteers? It matters with the context of the church. I'm asking a lot of contextual questions that depend on a 10-person church versus a 10-million-person church. But, that, like, are there any convictions you have around, like, if you're going to use a volunteer for that, expect the worst. You know what I mean? Like, where, what are you, maybe you guys' just thoughts and, and values on volunteers for work? I would say uh, with audio, it's one of those things where it just takes a lot of time to learn it and to really get good at it. So I don't think, I wouldn't draw the line on paid or volunteer, but more just the experience they have. So you can't expect, you know, a volunteer in your church who all of a sudden decided they were interested in audio to be able to to really help with the quality or, you know, quickly. So they might just yeah. need more time or they might need more resources. So uh, there's a lot of great resources out there for them to learn and to grow, but it's just tough to, yeah, they're they're definitely out there. There's a lot of people that love volunteering and they just want to serve and they don't they don't need the payment to do so. Yeah. But depending on the talent you're looking for, it's like hiring an engineer. You know. <laughs> yeah. There you could be a volunteer engineer, I guess. But you know, there's a there's a skill to it and a trade part of it that you just have to learn. So. Yeah. And maybe majority of the time, the people that know what you're looking for just come at a price. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Like it's rare for a volunteer who's like, yo, like super, you know, go, go lucky that is very as skilled as you're looking for, especially at a caliber like this. That's just like, yeah, I'll do it for free. I mean, I'm sure it happens, but it's probably the minority. Am I assuming correctly? Yeah, in my experience. Yeah. Gotcha. For your experience, good. I think like a distinction I would see between like a volunteer and then like a, like a contractor, you know, because like our worship, you know, teams across campuses are like contracted, so they're paid. Um, but the distinction I would make is that like they're asked to come into like a rehearsal and to the, the services kind of just ready to go and parts learned, which requires, you know, investing that time during the week. 
Um, and so I think to achieve that excellence um, that we're wanting to, to achieve at, at all the campuses, I think that's um, not always necessary to pay, but yeah. um, it's something we've chosen to do and it's, it's worked. Um, I think like volunteer wise, like I love, love volunteers. I think in our contacts here with five campuses about to be six, um, you know, if it was just one campus, we could maybe get away with a, a mostly staff team. Um, but with that many campuses, that many people, um, that many services, volunteers are kind of the, that, that's what makes it happen. Yeah. Uh, but what I've seen uh, it was another church that said this, but like treat treat your volunteers as much like staff as possible. Like, um, you know, train them well, uh, and then expect a lot. Like, treat them like staff. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, expect a lot out of them, but be prepared to give them the training that, that they need to, to, to execute yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So but, into them. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Let's a great point. Let's lift up a phrase for yeah. this. Go ahead. Yeah, they. I love this point. They. I think sometimes people hear paid staff or paid musicians or paid whatever, and they assume for whatever reason that they're getting paid a, a ton, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's just, you know, it's almost just like a, a little stipend or a thank you for the time or the, the preparation that they're putting in. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't have to be a lot, but, yeah. you know, and same thing with volunteers. You want to just show them they're appreciated and yeah. you know, take them out to coffee, take them out to lunch, yeah. like that. It's just part of... Yeah, the value for them. So, yep, yep. <laughs> I just lift my hands and receive this right now. We were literally talking about this heavy the other day. Colby agrees with everything that has been spoken for the last entirety of his lifetime, really. So, whether paid or volunteer, what advice do you have for tech positions to do their trade in a worshipful manner, seeing as it's so easy to get into the craft and trade and forget that it's for the Lord, as with everything, music, even speaking, you can do that formatted to like, this is just what I do. This is what, yeah, even I fall into that. You know, we've all served in churches in different ways and it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, oh, oh wait, this is for God. Like, how do you keep that in mind as you go throughout what you do? Yeah. I mean, I would say like, I'll speak, I guess, to, to audio, like in mixing specifically, um, Man, preparation is so huge. Um, whether you're like staff contract or volunteer, but like to be prepared of uh, on like what you're walking into, um, and that's both like like on the technical side of you know. So let's say for mixing, like like knowing the music and um, having all that ready to go, but then also prepared spiritually going into into those services. Um, but if I'm prepared walking into into to a weekend of services and you know ready to mix and prepared spiritually like my 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 head can be up my eyes can be up and i'm not like buried in the desk you know just nervous for my next transition and, and you know waiting on what to do like i'm i'm ready to go and i can be eyes up and just you know kind of ready for what god wants to do in the room but i would say for me kind of the biggest thing is is preparation be prepared yeah wow. be prepared that's yeah. great yeah i'd say my advice is just to be to be humble as best mm -hmm. you can i know there's a lot of I've run into a lot of pride in uh, this industry and um, other people. I think it's easy to, yeah, to forget what you're doing or why you're doing it and why you, you know, first started doing that. So I think, yeah, just remembering why you're in the seat you're in and what the end goal is and that it's all about the people that are around you anyways. Mm -hmm. It's not about you in that position, really. You know, if you fade into the background and disappear, that's kind of the kind of the goal, anyways. So yeah, yeah, to, it is to really remember, yeah, what you're doing and and why you're doing it, and to have that humility going into it. Yeah, so, so even as a, even as a lead pastor, you should seek in some way to be in the background 
behind Christ. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you're up yeah. front. The lights are on you at 20,000 lumens, but your goal is to be, you guys like that 20,000 lumens. It's kind of a technical thing here in the ABL room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, actually. Huh? Um, <laughs> you're kind of supposed to be behind the, the curtain of, of Christ, whatever you want to, the curtain of Christ. That's a message. I heard someone say recently, it was just a couple days ago I saw it. They were like, uh, like oftentimes in like the tech production world, we've said like we're like our job is to be invisible, like to the people around us. And they said like we should strive more to be just transparent, like not invisible because like we, not like we don't exist. Like right. we're we're here too, right. we're people too, but like transparent so people just like see us, but they see Christ through us, and we just kind of the we we point people to Christ. Yeah, that's yeah. dude, that's so good. Love that. Love that. We still good on everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I figured you would signal if we weren't, but um, what are some upcoming things you guys are excited about in the church AVL industry? Whether that be maybe new technologies or cultural shifts towards what we're doing now in AVL as a trend, etc. And I'd say right now the thing I'm most excited about is just the yeah streaming and the online platform. I mean, we've been doing it for since I've been here. Right. Right. And right. It's not a new thing by any means, right. but I think I think the church is really going to ex- the the overall church is really going to explore yeah, what digital engagement looks like and what, yeah, putting out an online product, you know, why we're doing it and mm-hmm. the, the benefits of it and, you know, really seeing, yeah, seeing that reach a lot of people. I'm, I'm pretty pumped about that. So. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, especially in this current season. If, you know, you think of like all the smaller to mid-sized churches that maybe didn't have an online presence uh, until a month ago, a month and a half ago, and we're kind of just pushed real quickly into, into getting that stuff together, and um, then now we'll probably continue that even when we go back to kind of normal gatherings, but man, the gospel is going to go out in a, in a new and fresh way um, from here on out. Yeah. And when you guys have awesome. slayed the online game, I agree, as long as I know, I've remembered or have known you guys, but... You're stepping into more like film, Pastor Chad talking about COVID or relative, rela- relating things to culture and right now and stuff like that, that you guys might keep some of those things going too, like experiment, like you're saying, experimenting with things that you might kind of keep going. Like maybe, maybe you're doing a little more online right now because you have the time to, but things that you might continue with. I kind of think so. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's our, stuff will carry over. Yeah, yeah. Our online service has definitely changed quite a bit since yeah. all of this, just kind of an approach to certain things and... Yeah even the mix and yeah, mm-hmm. all kinds of things are, we're trying to do them differently and yeah. really, yeah, even from the content in the service, trying to reach people and yeah, it'd be, I think, yeah, going through this season, I think if all of it all of a sudden went back to how it was before, I think that'd be a loss for sure. So gotcha. hopefully we're lo- learning some things and yeah. Yeah. implementing cool. them and they're here to stay somehow. That's so That's awesome. <laughs> Um, what are some audio video lighting challenges you have, whether that be certain um, pieces of equipment that constantly fail or humans <laughs> or just battles? <laughs> Keeping up with things as you scale. I think mm. it's easier when you have a, a couple pieces to manage, but you know we have five locations going on six and a lot of rooms at each location and trying to do all of those locations well. You know, you just have a lot of equipment. <laughs> so yeah. keeping it up and running, making sure that we're up to date on all of it, making sure our volunteers know, you know, how to use it all and use it properly. I think they're really partnering with someone that can help you uh, will help a lot if, if you can. So whether it be an integrator and you know, someone that can 
steer you in the right direction and really, yeah, like they're, they're doing it all the time every day. We're somewhat doing that, but we're also, we have other focuses. So I think using people that have that knowledge and expertise and they're doing it day in and day out really can save you a lot of time and headache. So, um, <clears throat> lastly, and most importantly, how is your coffee? This man got a drip coffee from Mythical. Look, this is part of who we are. We're coffee is part of our culture. Shout out Mythical. Shout out Mythical. Got drip coffee. It, How was your drip coffee? It was, great. it was great. It was great. It spilled halfway out in my car before I got here. But other than that, it was hot. What was left was great. It was great. <laughs> How about you? Ice latte. How'd you like it? Was it was great. It was great. Absolutely. So good. So good. I actually so cheated. Good. I went to cream coffee and got a mocha before this. So, But it was good as well. Nonetheless. Well, man. Huge, huge appreciation to you guys for real for being on this. This was way cooler than I thought. Like I knew it was going to be dope. I really <laughs> respect you guys again. Um, such good information, such good things that I think are going to help people out a lot. Shredding it and giving the people the truth. And uh, round of applause for these young men right here. Everyone, <laughs> give me a round of applause right now. See, we have an audience. <laughs> All right. Actually, real quick, while we're recording, you guys can both just look right in the camera and say, Broadway music is the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, just real quick. 20% off if you use the code SV Nate and Josh. SV Nate and Josh. Cool. That's awesome.